welcome to another episode of The Flank. I'm joined by Chris Duarte, Ben Genesim, and of course, Pat the Slayer, Mr. Aches himself. Gentlemen, how we doing today? It's been a minute since we ran an episode. It's been a fucking minute, man. I mean, it's been, it's been good, Tom. You know, obviously you and I have been grinding the streams. Uh, obviously, we got big news to discuss today, but I want to tip Chris. We're recording this episode. Chris is mid-tournament. My man is sitting in grand finals right now. Shout out to him and his team for grinding through. They're sitting top Oh, yeah, right now. Chris. About look at you. Thank you, boys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, I appreciate that. Hey, can Much we love. get a Duarte in the chat for Duarte for the one time? I mean, Chris, how does it feel, bro? You get back in challenges? You sit in the grand finals here. The What's this, the Elite Cup? Is this the cup? No, it's just a normal Challenger Cup. The Elite starts uh, next week. But uh, just uh, I want to you know, say special thanks to my teammates uh, for playing with me. And uh, they've been playing really well. And they've had the Game 5 advice. So, I mean, I appreciate that. that. Uh, that's Jimbo. But I also oh. wanted to thank um, the London uh, the London boys for allowing me to play. I'm at their, I'm, this is not my normal setup. I'm at their crib right now using a spare setup because they have fiber internet and I didn't want to play on my cable at home. So shout out to the London boys and shout out to my team. Yeah. Yo, people got to stop changing their names, bro. I get, I get confused. Yeah, to be frank though, that Lau has guy? been frying. Lau has been putting on a show, bro. I work for Engine. And I always thought, I mean, I don't want to call him Jimbo. I want to call him Lau just because that's his name now. But I feel like... Even when he was playing, he he did his thing on land, bro. He struggled yeah. online. He had a really bad split online when he played with. My with man's that. playing from fucking French Canada. Like, yeah, he was he was yeah. playing from a really bad location, like really bad ping. That shit matters a lot, bro. Like it's mm -hmm. a night and day difference when you're playing with a good ping compared to a fucking eighty ping, you know. So, um, you know, I it's cool to see him doing his thing, you know, and he's sticking with it and keeping at it, bro. So. Shout out to Lau, because he's been putting on a show. And Chris, I saw you had the snipe out. I saw you had the fucking snipe out today. You were hitting snipes. Yeah, man. Uh, we're just having fun, man. Uh, the tournament's been fun. Um, I'm meshing well with the boys, and we've had a lot of game fives, and we've been able to clutch up. So shout out to the boys once again. But anyways, man, we got a lot of news to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we got huh? a lot of news to talk about. We're going to hop right into it. I do want to talk about the Vaznev Scar GA, because that was a little topic of discussion before the show. But we'll end with that, because maybe we'll get some guests to come on for that one and, and argue their case. But as of right now... I think everybody wants to talk about the team change coming in from Optic, Texas. We've been waiting to run an, uh, an emergency flank. We were expecting some kind of announcement sometime soon. And we finally got one. Hook will be going to Optic, Texas. Uh, rumor on the street was that Pred was the one uh, they were really pushing for. But Seattle, uh, I guess, decided to decline all offers that came that hit their table, and uh, they ended up keeping Pred to the end of the year. That I and I know Pred is a free agent at the end of the year. So, um, I mean, Ben, we'll start off with you, and then uh, Chris, and then we'll we'll go to the Slayer, and we'll see what you guys think. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I mean, you know, I was doing exercise in my stream earlier, Tom. I know you were probably tuning in. Uh, kind of trying to walk through, you know, considering that. The Pred deal fell apart, which got reported yesterday by uh, Corona K, uh, CDL Intel. And Pred kind himself. Of, yeah, and Pred himself later on in stream that night. And, uh, you know, we were walking through all the options, and it's not like they had a million amazing options. I think what probably helped this one uh, was Kyler being unattached to LAG earlier on the week. Him and LAG mutually parted away, so he wasn't attached to any orgs. So getting this deal done was pretty easy. Um, I'll kick it to Chris, but I mean, you know, we have team before with Kyler. I think we'll get into specifics, but above all the options presented, talking about moves they could have made just for this major and maybe potentially further if they play well, I don't think it's that bad of a decision. Yeah, I think uh, 
with Pred falling apart, I think they had all their eggs in, in one basket for the most part because these negotiations pretty much went on until literally yesterday, it seemed like, at least from what we know. And um, they ended up having to pick up Huke, and Huke was an easy pickup because he's not signed to a team. And also, this is the thing that um, I'm still kind of wondering. Scump's obviously going to run an AR because yep. obviously Shotzi's not going to do it. Illy's already their AR, and Huke is a sub player. So I'm excited to see how Scump performs on an AR. The one thing that I'm worried about, well, not worried is the word, but Scump was probably the best sub on his team, at least statistically, and he was playing lights out with the sub. Do I think he can play well with an AR? Yeah, I think he's I think he's, he's more than capable, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with uh, you know him swapping over when he was probably one of the most impactful players on his current team. I feel like now he's kind of in that role where he could switch and kind of do whatever he wants. You know, if he wants to pull out a sub for this hill, pull out a sub. If you want to, if, sure. if you have a certain spawn and you want to pull out an AR, then pull out an AR. You know, you can kind of read yeah. the game and just kind of go with the flow and do whatever you want. I feel like switching guns in this game is actually a necessity. Um, 100%. From what I've seen, I feel like switching guns is an absolute game changer in this one. And, and Slay, I know you used to do that back in the day. Back in Black Ops 2, you used to switch guns depending on certain situations and scenarios. I feel like now... Um, there's actually true flex players right now. like you, And I think Scump is going to be that guy where he's going to have that freedom to do whatever he wants. And uh, I think it's a good person to give that freedom to. But Slay, yeah. what, do you, uh, what do you think, Slay? I mean, I mean, look, there's this one. Well, first off, Tom, I don't think anyone's ever done it to the level that I did it back in the day. But Sorry, um, Pat. Um, I, I, do, I, I do like that, you know, that the flex player is back uh, in action uh, in like the, the 4 SMG meta um, in other games. But listen... Right. I mean, to me, this is a pickup that was like, it, it's it's clear as day. Uh, this was last resort. Tyler was last resort for them. He's been a free agent, unrestricted, parted ways with LAG for like a week now. So they could have got him at any point in time. Any point. Uh, they were obviously running through the options. They were trying to get Pred, maybe Sib. I heard rumors of Gunless and, and maybe dipping into Challengers. And, and I think they were going across the board because they knew if they wanted Kyler, they could get Kyler. He was the safe last resort option. And I think they knew that, you know, there were better options out there. There was probably a lot of them. Um, I, to me, I mean, I don't, I don't really like this roster in terms of a... Um, like a skill level gain. I, I think it's a wash, if not a loss. Um, I don't think it's going to make them better talent wise. Uh, obviously we don't know about the inner workings of optic and whether, you know, Dashi was causing team chemistry problems. I don't necessarily fully believe that, but it may be true. Who knows? Um, and so I think this, this, this change in general is just fixing that, but now going to have a worse team. Um, Kyler has been pretty poor for the most part, uh, since he left this, um, this team, I know he had some stints in, in Vanguard where he we was, uh, like since empire, right? uh, since, since the, yeah, yeah, since empire, since the Xeo breaking up. Um, I think he's had some stints, maybe in a event or so where he, he overperformed and, and, and looked and looked good. But other than that, he's been pretty average, if not lackluster, uh, in my opinion. So, um, uh, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not looking, I'm not looking to see this roster really like make waves. I think they made a, a last minute change just to get, I mean, the, the deadline's tomorrow. So they had to submit somebody. Um, and I think Kyler was the only easiest pickup for them to get. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, if some roster changes happen later on in the year and they make another change. Um, but, but yeah, I'm not personally, I'm not, I'm not thinking that this team's going to come in and just be top three or anything like that. I think they're still going to be basically what they were before, which is like a, sixth seventh maybe fourth maybe have a good event and get like a, a final or something like that um the change for seth is weird because i mean we've heard seth say 
this is probably his best game in years with the no side canceling stuff. And he has been, in my opinion, one of, if not their best player on this team um, as a sub. So uh, I don't think he's going to take a hit in performance wise, but I don't think Kyler is going to come in and replace what Seth's doing in the sub role. Um, Kyler's pretty inconsistent. He plays at a much different pace than Seth. Maybe that's a good thing, but I mean, if he's not getting kills, I don't think anything's a good thing when you look at it like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just think it was a last minute change. There's still rumors of like, you know, and we take this back to the off season where like Illy still wasn't really in this conversation, right? They which they wanted to replace Illy yeah. um, in the off season. So I, I still think this team is riddled with issues uh, internally. Um, I don't think it's going to let the players get like the players aren't going to let that get to them. But I, but I just don't see this being a, a high for for optic. <clears throat> well, what do you think about this? Like about players going into new systems and different rosters and players looking better on different rosters. Do you think this might just work? They've done it in the past. They found success in the past, right? XEO, like they played well together. You think? I I think it was like the merge, right? That kind of ended up like splitting them apart a little bit. Yeah. Um, so. Well, the thing about, like, players, like, in the past, I mean, yeah, this XEO roster trio was great in Modern Warfare. Like, just Modern Warfare. I mean, Cold War basically broke them out. I think they had two events in Cold War. All of their, their I think, I think Brian's, Brian's stats tweeted out uh, something. Oh, yeah, they they did drop this... Hook before. That's right. So, I got the, they, they, they had dropped Hook. It wasn't the merge that yeah. turned all that. They had they prior. Had dropped them in Cold they War. They dropped yeah. them, right, yeah. right, right, right. I do and, remember and, now. I and remember that trio, now. they went to 11 events in, in Modern Warfare, six finals, four championships, and won the World Champs. But that was only Modern Warfare. So let's keep that in mind. Like, that was strictly Modern Warfare. And we've kind of talked about this no-slide-canceling meta, how it's kind of affected some of these fast-paced subs and the way that they play. Not necessarily their talent level has gone down. It's just their play style has is, is different now, straight up. Um, that's why we saw Seth doing a lot better than he has in the past. Um, I think I think though, Pat. I mean, because you you don't really play, you kind of watch. Um, with the way the games evolved lately and the new spawns um, that came in, the subs are having a significantly larger impact. You're starting to see a lot more people pull out three subs in like flood hills at times with the the way the spawns are coming in. And I think if anything, this could potentially help this team. I think you play you have to play very quick in this game. And if there's anyone that that encompasses that. Um, really well right now is Pred. If you watch that guy play, he's constantly moving, pushing out cuts, getting up close. And I yeah, think that's why they wanted that guy. I think, yeah, of course. But I think right now, like the, the, the Shotzi play style, the hook play style, if they're playing well, the can, can work right now. I, I think you're, you, you don't trap as much. You kind of like, you don't really get put in blunders as much anymore. You have a lot of, uh, leeway to kind of push around take routes and like flood. And, um, I think I can see a world where Hook plays well. I saw him playing eights, and I know eights don't really mean anything, but he was looking pretty good in some of the eight series that I watched. And then on top of that, we didn't really touch on too much about um, – we touched a lot about Optic, but what about Seattle? Like, so a lot of – I know I don't know the logistics of this, Ben, so you might actually be able to tell, tell us more about this, but Fred's a free agent at the end of the season. So that means, at least to my knowledge, is he can just choose to leave, right, without any sort of uh, – and like without Seattle technically getting any sort of compensation, right? So we, they, so Seattle potentially could have gone from apparently making one of the biggest trades or biggest deals in the CDL and probably getting a ton of money, right, and ton of funds to basically losing their star player potentially because I'm sure he's going to go there next year. I would even go as far as to say as him and Sib go there next year. 
uh, and but, but I don't on, know Chris. what happens in seven months is irrelevant. Uh, okay, okay. So I mean, I think it's important because like we can just talk about the fact like yeah, sure, Pred that you know Seattle gets to keep their superstar and that's good for their current season, but like in the long run in their future. Do you not think that's like a that's like a shot in the well, foot? Well, I mean, I think for Seattle, they just probably didn't need the funds, Chris. Like yeah, they probably just didn't need change? it. You know, it probably doesn't uh, change just, anything for them. They probably don't didn't care too much about the money, and they care more about just like winning within their own organization. About, and if you only sure, have Pred for one year, you might as well just like yeah. if they don't want the money, they I mean, just finish I mean, it out I, with them. I could see, I could see that. I've just, I've, I've, I'm, I'm in tune with a lot of esports and other organizations and Luminosity. I've seen, you know, some of their stuff, and we've seen other organizations that are affiliated with CDL teams. Mm -hmm. um, cutting other esports and stuff like that. I'm not going to say that they're going to cut COD of or course. any of that stuff. But I'm saying like some of these teams might be hurting for cash. So um, uh, I don't. On, I don't know. Hold on. Okay. So just saying. Just, just to be clear, I don't think Seattle yeah, is. So, but... so so so. Hey like, hey, I'm I just wanna, saying. Can I, one, one I agree, Chris. I agree. When it, when it comes to Surge, so Surge is, from my understanding, a joint venture or, or some multi-business relationship between Enthusiast Gaming, which obviously owns LG and a bunch of other shit, and yeah. They have, they're a publicly traded company and they've reported a number of losses over the years. So, you know, they're definitely cutting, but they're also a joint venture with one of the richest families in Canada, uh, the Aukalini family who owns the Canucks. And I'm pretty sure they're now worth, I just looked it up as like 3 billion. Yeah. So that's for, a, lot of, for, a lot of funds. Yeah. For, for the, for the, well, when you think about it, they could, this, they could probably that, pay me 3 million I, over three yeah, years. That's why I wanted your opinion, Ben. I was just saying, I want to start a conversation. No, maybe, no, Chris, you know, I like, I like that. No, because it's something to think about, Chris, because bro, the backing of an organization is like a big thing as well. Like if mm -hmm. you're trying to get pulled from an organization when you are under contract, the player himself doesn't have much of the choice, you know? And yeah. for Seattle, it comes down to them and, and what they got going on. And I see people in the chat that are like, they do need the money. They do need it. How the fuck do y'all know what their books look like? <laughs> you know, or what, <laughs> or what they do. What? How do you all know what they have in their pockets? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I see a lot of people in here. They uh -huh. need it. Like, they need that, the money. How the fuck do y'all know what they have in their pockets? You know? So it's like, you and, and clearly, they would have accepted the offer if that was the case. They would have accepted. You heard AG say it on stream yesterday that it was that they did everything possible. You know, they were trying to get him out, but, you know, it seemed like Seattle wasn't interested. They weren't interested An in Another it. thing about that, though, Tom, is it's clear that Pred wanted to go. Fred wanted to take it. We know a lot of people say, "Oh, if you get an op if you get an offer from Optic, you go." Unless you're fucking H Patrick Price over here, you wouldn't take it for the world. But point is, um he wanted to leave. So there could potentially be some turmoil there with um, his current team. Um, I know the I know the people on that team, so I don't think any of them will hold any animosity towards them. And I know they're going to buckle down and work hard. But hey, you never know. Because whenever, uh, personally for me, if my teammate basically said, I want to get the fuck off this team, like... I don't care what I say. I'll sit there and scream, but I would get, I would just hold be pissed. On. I don't think, I don't think there'll be any animosity. Yeah, yeah. Pred's the clear best player on their team, and they all know that. Like it's, it, I don't, okay. I don't think there's any animosity. I think it's just, yo. I agree. If I any of us would have so got either. the offer, we all would have debated it the same way. If anything, sure. if anything, I think it actually might be a positive for this team in terms of like, well, when you think about it, like if, if in the back of your mind you're like, yo, this is my last year with this roster, like in terms of like you, like your teammates thinking Pred's out next year. Like, I think yeah. the, all, the rest of them are wanting to fry. Like, they want to be like that guy, too. You know, yeah. I think it's an opportunity for them to step up, uh, have an amazing season, have an amazing year, and also be in a situation where, hey, maybe Pred does go to Optic at the end of the year, but maybe they get a pay bump. Maybe another team, you know, wants them. Maybe maybe I, they think maybe for Sib, I can be included in that Optic deal. Maybe there'll be no AR better than me. 
Um, so, so I think it could be a positive for them in terms of an eye-open experience. And they also kept their best player. Um, I think it's a win for Seattle. I wonder, okay. I wonder if, I mean, again, we don't know much about the Seattle situation unless, Tommy, you know more. Like, mm-hmm. one is we don't know if, what was Pred Stanson's, right? If the offer comes and the org accepts, we'll go, right? We'll agree to personal terms and it's good. Like, he could have been straight up with his team. It's like, hey, I'm like, sure he was know, straight up with yeah, his team, bro. I'm sure they knew what was going on. And look, like, we've had athletes, you know, athletes talk about this all the time, especially in European football, like, who they go through transfer sagas like this more so than I think, like, any other sport. Um, that if you're just trade up with your teammates, like they know it's just part of the business, right? And if the deal doesn't go through, well, good. We have a nasty team. We just got second. Let's keep working on our stuff. And we're gonna be there or thereabouts in the season and maybe win a chip. So I don't think in the I don't think long term this really like affects uh much of their team. Now they are though, I will say like if they, you know, play kind of mediocre this upcoming major, I think that's more so the fact that this team has been always up and down in their results and the way that they play. Rather than, you know, people are going to jump to the conclusion of like, oh, well, the, the Pred thing unsell the team. I don't think that's going to be the case in that situation. Well, you're we always... talking, Chris, Chris you, brought up, you brought up like teams needing money. I mean, I think we need to, you know, maybe we have to call this out. Hey, maybe that offer wasn't high enough, Ben. Maybe, maybe Optics uh, pockets just weren't deep enough. I don't I know. Mean, I've heard some I rumors. Mean, hey. Hey, uh, it was, hey, 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 it was hey, the highest had, in, I've ever heard of. It's the highest well, yeah, I've of ever course. seen. Salaries are at the highest. Of course, it's going to be the highest. That's just how it, how it, how evolution of, of it was a lot of money, inflation, bro. Inflation. But hey, maybe it wasn't high enough. It was oh, a lot yeah, of I mean, money. But, but, I but feel like it was to the point where it's like they just weren't serious about selling them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Tom. Hey, number one, high enough. I I I mean, well, I, I, I mean, see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, Pat. But it's like. At this point, like if you're Seattle and you know that your team's window is like now, it's like, well, how much is that six-figure number worth to you? I don't, I haven't heard of seven. Hey, maybe it should have been seven. Maybe it should have been seven. Ben. I mean, that's that's seven-figure. We're getting into like LCS, ECT buyouts at that point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if oh, that's man. the numbers we should be throwing around. But if we're talking about what I've been really that's final is, year and they got him hook. I don't know. No. I mean, for now, they, 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 it was the, what, what they offered was way more than what they what they got for what they offered for Hook and Shotzi and all those big buyouts that they did back in the day. This offer was higher. Was this is higher. Pred. This is Pred we're talking about. Yeah, no, I agree. Pat it was a good offer. I'm saying though, Pat it was a pretty good offer. You know, let what me say, put in the chat. I, I, I debate. I mean, it's not seven figures, so you're not gonna like it. So there's no point of putting. What chat. was it like? 500k? Like, well, <laughs> you know, it's you know, I'm not gonna say nothing. You know, but uh, no, it's more, more than that, Slayer. More. Nah, 700k. Lizzie Slayer, take it easy, Slayer. Relax. You know what I'm saying? Relax. He's fishing. He's fishing. Try, he's fishing. I'm trying to pocket he's, watch, he's, bro. What's he's, going he's, on here? He's, he's fishing. I'm not pocket watching anybody. Chris brought let's up the just, point. Let's just let's, let's just say it's not, right now, it's not it's not it's not seven well, figures, it's not, and it's it not came out of Hector's and it's not the same as those other buyouts. So look at anywhere from half to seven figures, and in the middle of that, you know, around there. All right, just picture around there somewhere. You gotta also, you gotta also. There's another part to this too which is thinking about it now, there's also a performative part to this too, which is, look, Pred's going to be a free agent in the offseason. We don't know what some of the other top teams are going to be like roster-wise. We do know on the optic side that Seth's retiring. Like, to Pred at least, Optic is showing that he's part of their future plans. My assumption is he would have, they would have paid that buyout for him and then he would have had to have signed him an extension because I don't think Optic would have let him hit the free agent market after spending all that money on him. But if you're Pred, Optic's serious about bringing you on and whether that's now or five months from now, six months from now, um, you know, there's 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 a message to be sent. I'm calling out, so. it unless there's something unless something crazy happens, they're gonna get him. Tib, I think, also becomes a free agent. Yeah, he's definitely going with him. 
He's gonna fill that other AR spot, and that's gonna be that's gonna be their team. It's gonna be Shotzi, Sib, Pred, and we'll see if they keep Ilya or yeah. But who cares know, at that point? Who cares? Like the the whole story of this optic roster right now is it's Seth's final year. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, it was. Is he going I, out I, four through eight the rest I of mean, the year? I mean, I don't maybe, care what their roster is next wait, year. Hold on. Maybe maybe I'm just maybe I'm just on a different page here. At the end of the day, yeah, Seth is a huge person. Person in Call of Duty is the biggest personality in Call of Duty, and he deserves a good send off, right? He's already announced he's retiring, and we want him to do well. But I mean, at the end of the day, bro, contracts are contracts. There's other teams, other players at stake. There's you know, contract there. It's not just his world, right? It's not something that they can just pull out all the stops. There's logistics to it. I mean, we can sit here and be like, "Oh, Seth, dude, get him whatever he wants at all costs." Listen, thirty percent are watching day, Seth play Warzone next at year. At the end of the I'm day, saying. the world, the world don't work like that, and it's quite unfortunate because at the end, we, I want to see him do good. I mean, I haven't had the best blood with the but guy Chris, for a long time, but can, hey, they, I want to, I want him to have a good send off like every other pro. The other part to this too, guys, is they could. It's not potentially the end of this move. It's maybe the end of this move this week. But nothing's stopping them from going back around to Seattle after Major 2 and being like, so are we still down to potentially make this move? Like, they could take a couple of passes at this before, you know, the end of the season. They still want to pull the trigger on bringing them in. So Yeah, but after, now, Opti after Optic gets, you know, 9 through 12, if I'm Seattle, hey, a million might have been the offer a month ago, but it's 1.2 now. <laughs> Because they're going to get more desperate. I, yo, when they get beat by Florida again, and Florida's doing, doing pull-ups on the guillotine. this might be the long con. This might well, be the Seattle long con. That number's going up. That number's Wait, going Pat, up, man. You, might, you actually might be onto something, bro. That number's going up. That's all I'm saying. Well, the long con, bro. I mean, but wow. he's, his, contract, his contract line is also decreasing over time. But Tom, I mean, they don't want to sell, sell, sell him, though. Tom, I want to ask you a question, because you were talking about this earlier. I think this is switch topics. Talking back about Optic, uh, you know, we talked about Seth. I'm actually curious, Tom, what you think about Ender moving to Maine. Do you think... He's gonna make that work. I think it'll be fine. That's a big question mark. No, I think it'll be fine. I mean, I'm tired of these conversations. My bad, Tom. I'm tired of these main conversations. Yeah, I know, about I know, ARs I, and subs, bro. I know, it's, I know it's more ARs and subs, but you know he's the AR that's not working to plot a sub on the team right now unless it goes to or subs. So I'm curious what you guys think about. I him think it's a good balance for him. I think this game plays more out like two ARs, two subs with like kind of like that flex role that that second AR kind of just doing whatever he wants in a way, kind of switching. I feel like it's mostly two and two, but at times you'll see three Vaznevs taken out just because, for instance, if you get a close spawn on, on a hill on a rotation, you could play close quarter with a Vaz. I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't pull out the Vaz. You know, so... Celium is eating him for lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think a lot of it's going to come down to just how they play as a team, like how, how they play as a unit. Like, that's going to be the biggest thing. And, and Hoop said he's ready to work hard, Tom. He posts on he's Twitter. He's on every he's, day. He's, he's on every day. I've been matching so up against Dashi. him in so Moscow. Did y'all see Dashi's tweet? He said all he wants to do is grind cod. That's another topic to talk about. Where do we see Dashi going? Because, I, I mean, it's Dashi, bro. He's a good I don't player. Think he's paying his buyout. It's tough right now for him to just have any movement because of what you just said, Pat. There's, like, Chris, you've been talking about the logistics of everything. But right now, I don't know exactly what everything looks like for Bruce behind the scenes, you know, like in terms of like the contract mm -hmm. and everything and the buyout and, you know, I, I I don't know the numbers. I don't know what it's looking like. 
But he might find himself just kind of chilling this year. Like, just I mean, shooting I, until somebody's either one willing to buy him out or Optic just, uh, like, sells him or just, I don't know. Like, he's going to have to try and find another place to play. I don't, I don't know if anyone's going to realistically be able to pay what he's worth. But, I, I mean, I, I, we all know Hector. And I think Hector, even though know, he's a businessman at the end of the day, he's still, you know, he's a good dude. And if Dashi wants to leave and get on and, and get on a team, like, they might actually be able to cooperate with them and, and see if they, you know, they can cut some sort of a deal or get him off, you know, get him off onto another team because, I mean, I don't know. I just know the type of person that Hector about is. And he, him in, Chris, they are going to try and sell him. It's the only yeah, play they do have. Is Dashi free, free at the end of the year? I don't think uh, so. Ooh, actually, see, that's, that's a good question, question Slay. It's a good question because that's a big, that's, that's, I don't know. You know, I'm not really too sure what that is. Because if he is, Dashi, I mean, just, just, just hit the gym, do your thing. Be mind right, get ready. Yeah, play some eights and, and just take it easy because the season's over in June. So Bruce was extended in the off season. And I think to that point, oh, he, he's uh, not free at the end of the year. No, he is free at the end of the year. So he was extended. So he's on the back end of his one plus one. Oh, okay. Then, so yeah, then yeah, just chill the, and then sign a, sign a nice fat deal in the off season. Well, when but this it, is where it, it comes complicated around. Is, is so if he gets right, hypothetical situation, right? He has a conversation with Hector. Okay. Obviously my future is not here. Let's find a different team for me to get on. Cool. Well, it depends on what that team that wants to pick him up do because there might be a situation where he's got to take less money. Yep. He might have to go to a team and tear up that existing deal and sign a new either one-year deal or two-year deal or whatever on a different salary. I, I'm very curious, you know, the situation with Bruce because I don't know if he's going to be able to get the – and I don't know what his contract is right now in Optic. He might, in order to move to another team, take less money and may have to sign a multi-year deal. Depends in that where he goes. I think it depends so, where he goes. I haven't seen any of you guys bring this up, but – I'm gonna keep it a buck fifty. If the man is serious about playing COD, this might sound weird to some of you guys, but this game, supposedly, it's a two-year game. That means most of the stuff that we learn now is gonna transition to next year. If he yeah. takes a break, he's fucking trolling. He needs to play the game. And even if he's not playing well, he pro league, play no, he's mean. still gonna play the game. If, okay, I don't think that's what well, I'm saying. Like, don't, what I'm don't saying join is, some bum team just cause. Well, you're not letting me finish. What I'm saying is, he needs to play the game. I don't even I care. If it's I agree. In, I agree if with it's you. 100%. Challengers, play the game. Find a team, scrim. If you have nothing else to do, go to events. If you're going to sit at home, pick your nose and play Val when you say that you want a team on a two-year game, you got to play challengers. Like yeah. I don't, I, I know it's, I know it's dashy, but at the end of the day, two-year game, you have to play. If you don't play for a year, take it from somebody that took a break. I literally spawned in this game the first time, and I was licking. What do you mean? Walls, you, you, you were drooling. You, you, you were coaching a week ago. Now you're in the grand finals. If you hey, you, hey up, if anything, Bruce, you just chill out, bro. <laughs> nah, bro Listen, Chris, Chris, Chris took a year off, decided to coach for a little bit, bro, I've came been back. So much. We're mid tournament right now in a two K, and Chris is in the finals. Bro, Bruce, Pat, I I've been take, playing, take every bit of a break you I want. I have been playing an obscene amount of Call of Duty. You don't even realize yeah, it. Within but, like a few hey. weeks. Listen, when you're a pro, it, it, like it doesn't matter, bro. You can come back in a, in a month and you're you're right back to where you were if, hey, if, what, if what, your head's right. in the right that's, spot. That, that's that's fair. That's a fair take. As long as you're playing my, a little my, bit and keeping keeping opinion, tabs boys. on a game, like you can't just go ghost. But I don't think he's gonna go ghost. Like, he's Chris, still gonna play the game. Opinion. Chris, if uh, if a team in an elite wants to make a roster change. Are they able to make a roster change right now? No, they're locked in for the elite. The only time that elite teams can make changes is if uh, there's an emergency, like somebody gets pulled into league or something like that, where they can make uh, exceptions. But no, no they if, can't. So if, Brand if Brandon wants to play on a Challengers team right now, he'd have to join a team that's not in Challengers Elite. Uh, right at this, moment, at this moment, yes. But if he joins later, obviously when the elite's over, um, 
he can too. And I think he gets, I think subs get points. So even if you're sitting on the bench, um, you get points like added to your, your challenger. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I, like I said, I don't know the logistics of it. I'm just saying if man's serious about playing and he's sitting there waiting, unless he has, uh, an offer or something like that on the horizon, he's got to play, man. Like you're, we're going to be playing this game for two years. Also, also listen, Hey, Bruce, if, if you're not doing anything and you're just chilling, waiting for your opportunity, Hit me up, man. I'll get you in some ex defiant play tests. Oh, we'll have a blast. Yeah. Give you give you a little something to do in the meantime. Can you talk about that at all, Slay, or no? Can you talk about the what what we got going on or no? Wait, wait, wait. Let, check check the if you reply, I can. Hold on. If I if I reply, wait, but the the, look at the chat. Uh, yeah. I'll take a look at the chat. I want to I want to see. And we also got another roster. Uh, no, I but not yet, Slay. Not yet. I think uh, you know we're handling that, all that right now, but it should. It, but yeah, it's in the works. Like it's in the works, and it's it should right, happen. Bet, 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 bet. It should happen. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to talk about it if you can't talk about it. You know, it's up to you. I, I think to uh to get back on topic, I'm just to put a wrap on the Brandon thing. I agree yeah. with Chris. I think he should play. I'm curious if he's gonna play. I, I don't know who his friends are potentially in challengers, but I think try to get at least on a team to play some of these cups, or at least get on a team that roster mania is after the third week of qualifiers, after elite playoffs are done. And get on one of these teams before Boston. Try and play at Boston. Go fry a bunch of challengers and drop like a one five because I think if Bruce <laughs> played in challengers, he's gonna world star everybody. And then you're open up your opportunity the second week of February to like talk to a bunch of people. Yeah, but it's almost like a lose on, lose going to. It's, I mean, it's not a lose lose going to challengers. Like I would like to see him in challengers. But even if he fries, like people are just gonna be like, oh, he's doing it. He's in challengers. Like nobody gives a fuck. I mean, you I know mean, what I'm saying. I, I'll be I'll be honest. If I'm like a, a Florida type team, like but Brandon is. Someone who's so unbelievably talented that we were talking about him being an MVP candidate like months ago. Like, I don't think him grinding with a pickup challengers team and if they get mixed results, like, I'm gonna hurt him, bro. You're gonna, over, you're gonna overthink that situation, then you're doing your Bro, get, get some reps, get yeah. some reps, and Just rep. turn, and, and, and plus, he's a big streamer, bro. He's fucking huge turn on the stream and soak up the fucking content, bro. Like, it's better than just sitting on your ass and doing nothing. I can't oh, yeah. be yelling no, I'm at sure, I'm that. sure he's going to be turning on the stream and playing some games and stuff. I'm sure he's going to be doing that stuff. That's what he should be doing. Just, like, building his brand, like, stay active. Like, I agree with you, Chris. Like, don't go off the face of the earth. Like, of course. I mean, you yeah. don't want him to just disappear for, like, a year until somebody decides, <laughs> hey, hey, let's go hit up Dashie and see what he's doing. Like, no, yeah. he's going to have to still be around the circle and, and still make sure he's playing. He can even hop into eights and shit, you know, or, or you know, do, do anything. No, just keep H the stream H on. Eights is actually a good play because developing those player relationships on any potential teams he wants to go to maybe yeah. makes the path easier. Again, second week of February is going to be key for him. People get back from Boston. Or people have those conversations Sunday night at Boston, and he can, you know, if he's got an agreement with Hector, look, we're gonna sell you after major two. Well, that's how you start to get it done right there. And I want to yeah. move on here. I want to talk about this roster, but I also we're gonna go back to Optic because I want to see who they're playing, Ben. I want to see like some of their matches coming up. If you want to uh, start it's, pulling up the schedule it's, now, it's on. It's on Reddit. I just put it in the Teamspeak link. Yeah, so we'll we'll take a look at that. But let's talk a little bit about this roster because I want to I want to see how LAG who LAG plays as well. So let's talk about LAG, and then we'll talk about some of the matches coming up with some of these teams, and you know, kind of how we think they're gonna do. Uh, but a new look to the Los Angeles Gorillas. A lot of people expected some change there. We know Hook was there, and they they. They pulled him from the bench, but uh, we got a whole new team here, pretty much. Uh, we got Arcities, we got Assault, we got Joe Deceives, and we got Exceed, who are going to be the new look for the Los Angeles Gorillas. Uh, Slay, I think we should start off with you on this one. I know you've uh, you've won with Assault, right? You won a, a ring with Assault. Um, I think that was uh, 
Was that the last? Was that the only event that Assault has won? I think was that event with you winning the ring slay. I mean, yeah, what do you? We got second like three three times, I think. But um, so but what yeah, do you I mean, think look, about this slay? What do you think about this roster? Look, I think I think Adam's a beast. I think he's always been pretty underrated, underappreciated as a as an AR player uh, in his whole career. Um, and so I think I think he's really good. Especially again, we're in another game where there's like no slide canceling. Um, and I think Adam's just just a solid fundamental Call of Duty player. Um. But I kind of want to tie this into the Hugh conversation. Like we're we're looking at this roster, and like this isn't taking away credit from any of these guys. Joe Deceives, Exceed, Exalt, um, Kyler was dropped for these guys, right? So like when you think about it that way, like the the person that Optic just got was dropped for for these players, um, which is kind of eye opening when we make that comparison um, in terms of like the player Optic got right um, in, in regards to what LAG did with their roster. So clearly something was in a wasn't up to par with that LAG roster beforehand. Um, I, to me, this may have been jumping the gun a little bit, but but I think we can all agree that like that LAG team that they signed this offseason was horrible. Um, we've 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 talked about it a million times on past shows. Like they they've just absolutely fumbled almost every offseason. Um, and so I think this roster is an improvement. Um, the downside for me is this is I just don't know how much of an improvement this is. Like I think before they were like nine through twelve absolutely should have blown it up um they nuked everyone except alec um they they obviously made the easy choice picking up their challengers team which just had success in the challenger bracket yeah and also did pretty well in group play um but i don't know if this is gonna like bump them into like the the upper echelon i don't i don't think by any means that's gonna happen i think this is just a you know, maybe they went from nine through 12 to like a six through 12 team um their their ceiling just got a little bit higher um and maybe they can continue to improve um I haven't seen much of Joe DeCease. Obviously, I'm, uh, in terms of like past Call of Duty, I know he's like a rookie this year. But but I do think this is a team that can improve um, as the year goes on. I just don't know. I don't know where their, their ceiling ends at for me. Let, let me give you some numbers here on how bad their team was in Major 1, Pat. Their oh, the LAG team? team? Was, oh, yeah, I know. The LAG team was so bad at Hardpoint in Major 1. Part, over the course of 12 maps, they were averaging 169 points a map. That is the worst in the league. The second lowest was the Vegas Legion at 211.4. They were horrible, Ben. No, they were they were losing by by legit over like a minute. Um and LG so, made that team signing three year deals. Yeah, that's so, the mind blowing so part. So that's there's that. So and three year deals, my, they're like they're kinda three year deals. They're kinda not. We, we, I mean, hey, that's that's confidence in your roster though. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've talked about. It. I, I think. Look, I think what this team is is, is a stabilization of their current situation. I don't think it's a long term solution. I have questions, especially in a in a three sub ish environment. If it goes to that, whether or not, um, you know, either Assault or Alec picking up a sub is really going to move the needle on them being a top team. But I think this team accomplishes a couple of things. One is, I think you're going to give Exceed and Joe Deceives a chance at the CDL level and see how they do. And then you're giving Adam Assault a chance at the CDL level again and seeing what they do. And if this doesn't work, as long as you can try getting like top six or top eights and you stay in contention for qualifying champs, you have opportunities to make moves down the line. But mm -hmm. I agree with you, Pat. This is like a good progress step, but it's not all the way there if they want to be a real chip grabber. So I, I agree with you, uh, Ben. I think to me, um, this is what I would call the Boston project, except with some results, because obviously those guys were all 
um, doing well in challengers prior. It's not like Cap and Nero were, yeah. were like not like they weren't winning in tournaments, but they were you know they were okay. But like these guys have results, right? So mm -hmm. it's the Boston Project. You go into the season um, with these guys and you try to create a desire. You either you obviously you try to win, but if you're not performing um, to the top echelon level, you try to create a desirable location for people to want to go to next year. In terms of like, not, obviously we know LAG has money and they can pay people a lot of money, but what I'm saying is. The players like have a, a core, have somebody that people want to play with, right? For the future, this is a good building block for them, in my opinion. This is the right route they should have taken. Uh, I'm glad somebody finally decided to take something like this because I've been preaching how some of these challenger uh, teams, with you know, mix of the some of the pro league players, can do really well. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you, Ben. Perfect, perfect I think, uh, explanation. I think it's a new look to the team, right? Like it's it's listen, they needed to change something, right? And they changed it. So I mean, that's a positive right off the bat. I'm curious to see how the, how the rookies are, right? They're young, right? Joe Deceives exceed. This is kind of like this is gonna be like their debut, kinda in a way. Exceeds um, played before, but he yeah. was subbed in. Like and it I know was what on you mean. The was, old team, and we know their roster wasn't the strongest. So yeah, he, he played. He didn't really but, get a fair shot. Um, we'll see how he do, does, and then uh, of course we got Assault and RCs who like uh, some people are looking at it like two main ARs kinda. Um, so I feel like it's gonna be RCs who's kind of gonna be that guy to kind of switch back and forth. I've seen Alec pull out a sub before, like, and he's he's good with it. So. I can see Alec being that guy who's maybe going to be, like, changing guns and maybe, you know, playing around with that, you know? I'm interested but, as to why they didn't get Diamond Con, though, because Diamond Con was uh, the Academy team's best statistically performing player mm -hmm. at the Challengers major they went to. So, uh, I mean... They, 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 instead of Assault? Instead of Adam, yeah. He was their most... He was definitely their best player I'm in picking terms of stats, assault. so... I'm picking Assault every day I mean, of the week. I mean, I think, I think uh, Diamond Con's really good, and I think he deserves a shot. I think he was pretty damn good on new york and then that Me roster too. ended up kind of crumbling and then he kind of just fell off the face of the earth and never got another opportunity but i mean he's always in the that, that the the role he runs is just so competitive it's kind of hard to get in there right as an ar player so i mean i i, I feel bad for diamond um i think he's a great player and i think uh you know he deserves a shot but you know we'll see how this works out maybe they bring him in later if uh you know they want to make some more changes who knows yeah, and then I want to go into some of the matches that we uh, that Optic's actually coming up with. So this Reddit post only shows Optic matches. Ben, I would like to see LAG matches too, if you can, just because it's you know. Yeah, let me let me, let me pull them up. Um, the but we can take a look at Optic's uh, matches coming up. Optic has to play Boston first, uh, then they play Seattle, which is interesting. Um, then Toronto Ultra, then Vegas Legion, and then Atlanta Phase. So clearly, no walk in the park for Optic Texas right now. So a, a reminder, Tom, because I didn't mean to cut you off. Apologies. I just want to let everybody know, like how this is back to last year's event format. So they're going to play five games, and just like last year, you if you get two and three, you probably can still make winners. Three and two probably get two winners unless it's some crazy seventeen-way tie at three and two. Um, but, Yo, am I, I mean, cooked? This is like two and three at best. A lot of people are very like if you go and. Go to the schedule page and i'll link it like that, the, no one's got like a cakewalk schedule the league's actually so deep right now that like no one's got like a real real gimme schedule uh this one's definitely not easy but i think they can get results listen with their new team i think they can get results out the bat against boston i think the vegas game is winnable because we know how weak vegas is in control and i think the optic team they can take the searches and that they're probably pretty good then you just got to win one between seattle uh, in Toronto or two in phase or two of the three, and then you're in winners, bro. It doesn't matter if you get first seed or eight seed in winners, bro. Obviously, you want the veto advantage, but 
get to winners and then you can get it done from there. Sorry, Clay in the chat, but I think for optic of, of the matches, I think that's a more winnable one. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Slay, what were you saying? You think two and three at best? Yeah, I, I see them losing to Seattle, Ultra, and FaZe for sure. Um, and then probably maybe beating Vegas and Boston. Maybe Boston beats them. I don't know. But but I, I mean, I, don't, I just don't see a world that they beat those other three teams. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell. I mean, I, I just don't I, know. This could be 0-5, bro. Like, it could be 1-4, 0-5. Like... They could they could well, come out with a little bit of a honeymoon stage too though you know I don't know we'll see like we'll see what happens I I, mean, I, I would that, favor those teams that you mentioned like I would favor Seattle Ultra and Phase as well in those matchups um, for, for what it's worth Tom the Optic Phase match is the last match of the qualifier so if Optic's in a situation where they need to be winning in the winners they're gonna know because they play 6 p.m. on Sunday on the 29th of January so just as an FY that Phase match like they might they might know their scenarios and be able to control their destiny theoretically. They get at least a winner or two. Well, having that. a schedule like this can also help them, bro. If they come out and do take some dubs here against some top teams, that it could spark a whole new confidence in them. So it could change their whole year around. You know, this is these matches are gonna be big. They just have to get in there now, bro. Because from my understanding, they haven't been scrimming, right? They haven't been playing. I know there's been a lot of back and forth. I know, uh, Ben, you've been taking a look at the scrim sheet, have you not? Yeah, I think today was the first day that they probably started again. But they got time because that Boston match is not till Sunday, so. Like they don't play Friday and Saturday, oh. um, so we'll see with a little extra time what they can do. But I'm actually curious um, what scrims they have. It, you know, part uh, of the problem, Tom, once you get to Friday and Saturday, is are you doing full warm up scrims when you're not playing like a full set during those scrims and you're playing the maps against the team that's about to play a match, or are you playing like an actual scrim? That's a good question. On what Optic is scheduled for Friday and Saturday, uh, as opposed to the earlier days in the week. Because uh, yeah, you know, know that's a setup. The setup that happens on match day, just because people can't get a full set in. Yeah, of, no, Clay, I I hear you because Clayster's in the chat, and he also mentioned you know sp new spawns are in, and they have a week to learn them. You know, like it, it's not a lot of time, and the game has completely be tough, bro. It, it completely changed. So we'll see what happens, bro. Going into the matches, we'll, we'll you know we'll watch all those matches. We'll do watch. Uh, we'll do some watch parties for all of those for everything. We'll be watching all of these games. We have got a lot of games coming up. Who does um, LAG wanna... play first? Yeah, I was Florida about to say, Mutineers. So, yeah, so LAG plays Florida on Saturday, LA Thieves on Sunday. That's this upcoming week, uh, and then they only have one match, I believe, uh, next week because everybody does either. You have two weeks, we play two, and one week we get one. So their one week, uh, one match week is the second week in which they'll play playing Minnesota on Sunday afternoon at four thirty, and then they have two matches to finish off uh, on the last week: one on Friday against Phase, and then one on a Saturday against Toronto. So they don't have an easy schedule either. Uh, they're playing Toronto, Phase, Minnesota, Thieves, and Florida. Yeah, no, I mean let's just be honest. There's a lot of talent in this league now. It's a lot of good teams. Um, I mean, you guys just named four teams that Optic is going to have to step up for, and we didn't even name the championship team, the New York, right? So it's like, there's just teams everywhere, bro. There's just a lot of good teams, man. Uh, even a team like Vegas, like, that's not going to be no walk in the park. Like, I know Clay's in the chat now, but, you know, Vegas been looking good, man. They look good on land, especially. They look better, you know? Looked like they were getting, hitting into form. So it's just, you can't count any of these people out. You really can't. Uh, you but gotta, go ahead, Ben. format, Tom, but the way it played out last year, is if you're going to lose a series, you need to lose in five because you get in these crazy multi-team tiebreakers. And if you lose any matches against them, you need to make sure that you won at least two maps. Don't be surprised again. Like we saw at times last year where we get into a three or four team way tie 
for the sixth, seventh, eighth spots, for example, or ninth spot, and everybody in two and three, especially because I don't see going through the schedules a lot of teams that are like on paper, like instant five and zero. Oh. Like I think there's going to be a lot of uh, upsets still once again uh, because of how deep the CDL is. Yeah, Did we talk about it at all? Uh, no, we. I was gonna talk about. Well, they they announced tank coming in, did they or no? Not really. No, nah, but we talked about that on like. I a, mean, Paul, like yeah, they've shows, been yeah. pretty public. Okay. They've been pretty public about it. Um, but yeah, scraps will be coming in for London. I know we talked about that in the past. Um, and uh, I'm curious to see how that how that goes because that's that's my Black Ops Four phase team, we, mm -hmm. except without me and MC, without me and Selium. So it's a it's a you know familiar look for me especially. So it's cool to see it's cool to see those guys together again. So I'm I mean, curious I'm curious to see how they do. We'll see. I think it it I think that's just a wash move for them. I, I mean I like scraps, but I, I don't I don't see that 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 change like improving their roster. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I granted, I talked to everybody, right? And everybody says they're doing well, but you know, we'll, I mean, we'll they see. were doing well before they. But we, when we saw them, on, listen, bro. The problem with with London, we talked about it, bro. They just hit the the lights on land, and, and shit just changes. They 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 do solid online every time. Like it's yeah, never a problem. It's a, a newer. I, to me, with London, what do you mean it's newer. It's just they drop they drop Pollux for for scraps. What's new about that? Oh, I think Maddie could be a game changer potentially on this team because Maddie, Tom, you uh, know, Maddie used to play default like default like he didn't claw and now he's actually using a scuff so he was literally playing like handicapping handicapping himself in past years and now he's coming back off a break with didn't christian say you can't take a break i'm well i'm well, saying I mean, he's, he's, like he's spawning year, it's yeah. like he's just spawning to a match without playing the game yeah, like so. he's playing the game now he's grinding so you do agree that that you can't take a break you heard it you heard it there first uh bruce take your break enjoy your time my man and we'll see you next year <laughs> on a roster that Jesus appreciates you Christ, dude. i think very highly of scraps that he's a good player especially when i play with him you know like obviously it's different times now and i'm excited to see them get back in there but i think scraps is good we'll just see how they play together as a team you know they're gonna have to put it together as a unit, and I think that goes for every single one of these teams, bro. Especially with the new spawns and shit. I'm curious to see when matches start. Like, who's ahead? Who's looking good? I was just talking to Scrappy. He said the phase guys look really good. That they, like, he thinks they leveled up uh, after at the new spawn update. Um, which is curious, Chris. I think it kind of goes more along what you were saying. It kind of just lets people give them a little bit more freedom to kind of push things out and, and make plays oh, yeah. and do certain things, right? Like, the, the game plays a little bit differently. Bonds are definitely better now than they were before on most maps. Some of them, some of the hills are kind of questionable. But for the most part, I think they made a great improvement of the game. I don't know hills on purpose but i mean well, it's pretty good uh, and then the last topic i wanted to talk about was the topic we were talking about before uh we started the show and we had to kind of cut ourselves short but let me ask you guys this question as of right now at this moment is the vaznev op and does it need a buff uh here we go slayer why don't we start with you slayer why don't wait, we start wait, with you, you wait is it op or does it need a buff is the Vaznev OP and needs a buff? Personally, I think it's fine how you it mean is. Nerf, right? nerf. He or nerf. nerf. Sorry, nerf. I'm just okay. okay. Nerf. I mean nerf. Insane. They want to make it. It's OP and they want to nerf it. Excuse me. What do you think about that? Uh, uh that's tough. I I don't think it's it's to the level of OP, but but I think it it could. I but I think it could be as small as something like just GAing attachments. Like like I, I think players also forget like they can also nerf weapons through GAs in the, in that sense. Like Chris, I think before the show you were talking about doing the same thing on the scar. Like I don't think it's to the level of OP where it's like so strong that you need like an actual balance change from the Devin. But I do see a world where you could, you know, take away one of its stronger attachments and 
just just put it back in more in line with yeah. in terms of whatever I, you you're aiming to nerf. Assault assault came in my chat and he brought up a good one. I think uh, taking off the muzzle, which would be hilarious because you'd be running a sub with two attachments. That's how good damn good the gun is. Um, Taking off the muzzle will just make it so the long-range skill gap with the AR, the sub, will just be a lot harder to hit, like shots, which I think is a fair is is fair because it it if anything it makes the gun quicker. So up close it'll be better because you'll aim in quicker, but it'll be harder to hit shots long range. Um, overall, I think the bet the meta isn't a good place though for the most part. Um, my quarrel has never really been with AR to sub engagements. It's always AR to AR engagements with the ghost bullets and the headshot multiplier makes a lot of the long-range fights very inconsistent. Um, I personally think um, the meta is definitely in a good spot. If I were to change some things, I would either um, like remove the muzzle on the sub, and that would definitely aid some of the things. Or if there was maybe a gun that gets introduced later in the season that we can use that is in between the SCAR and the M4. Or one thing that I proposed was get rid of this GA with the barrel. For some reason... It's just carried over from the M4. We have to use the heaviest barrel on the assault rifle because people were making these super speedy, fast ARs. And it was only an issue with the M4 because the M4 shot really fast. A damn near shot as fast as the Vaznev. The SCAR shoots fucking slow. Like, it's not going to make it a, it's not gonna make it a shock and it's not going to make it a super, like, broken gun. Just let us take off the barrel if we want to so we can lie in our load, lie in our classes a little bit, and make us, make, maybe make, like, some of the flex players that like to play aggressive with the AR, you know, make faster classes, right? So we're not so fucking hunkered down in this run-and-gun meta because right now the biggest issue is the damn pull-up time on the Vaznev is instantaneous and the SCAR, bro... It's damn, it's damn near ICR level. You I'm, just stand no chance. I mean, listen, man. I don't know. I just... I feel... I don't know if I'm alone here from, like, the... Speaking for the only sub player. I, I don't think it's that bad how it is right now. I don't think it's that bad. I think... I, 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 I don't either. I don't either. I'm just... I'm, I think I'm it's offering fine. suggestions, Tom. I don't think we need suggestions. I think it's fine. I think it's I think it's fine. I think I think up close... This, yes, the sub's a shotgun. I mean, you, you, you're talking about the scar not shooting fast... But bro, no, we had we had an that's what I'm saying. But um, for people in the chat, we've had an AR that shot fast. It was OP. It was a do-it-all fucking gun. Like the sub right now, in my eyes, the Vaznev is better up close than the Scarf because of pull-up time and because it shoots faster. And at range and medium range, I mean, I don't think you can argue that the Vaznev is better than the Scar. You can. It's the 50-50 range that's the issue, Tom. Those the Vaznev. Those, is, but has, that's but that's 50 exactly. Has, that's 50-50 range. It's not 50-50 right now. The only time it's 50-50 at that medium range is if the AR is already pre-aiming. If the AR is not already pre-aiming in the quote mid-range, you're fucked. You're just instant dying to a Vaz because of how fast it is. The only thing that we can do in order to, to negate that is make it harder for the Vaz to shoot at range. So those 50-50 engagements give the Scars a little bit more time to pull up their guns, right? Because the subs technically would hit less shots. Or buff the pull-up time of the Scar to aid them in getting their guns up quicker. That's the only thing I would change right now. I don't care about the damage. I don't care about the rate of fire. Like, if anything, just make it so we can have a quicker SCAR class. Because right now, ask any SCAR player, they're using 300 different classes because no one can find a class that they're Omega comfortable with. And it's because of how fast the game plays right now. So sometimes you wish you had that Beamer AR and sometimes you wish you had the slower one. If you take off the barrel, you can do a little bit of both. With the barrel, it slows your gun down. With the, if without it, you speed up the gun a little bit more. It allows you to throw on a compensator and the bullet velocity on stuff so you can get less recoil and still be a little bit quicker. So it, 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 there's a balance that we can strike, and I don't think anyone's really tried to, 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 to bring up that conversation. 
but I agree. The meta is good, Tom. I like where it's at for the most part. I'm just. I hear, I'm hearing you out, Chris. No, I'm hearing you out. I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I, I, because if the pull up, obviously the pull up is is an issue. Like I, if you can make a little change where it helps with that, like I feel like that's something they should look into. Mm -hmm. How's it? How's it work right now, Chris? Like, is there like a certain barrel that's GA that that makes the pull up faster? Like, I don't understand. Um, so, 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 just the the AR that we have to use the the the, the GA carried over from the M4 where we have to use the heaviest barrel. Okay. And the reason it was a GA on the on the M4 was because people were putting on these smaller barrels or lower barrels that buffed your ADS and all that movement. So you were basically like a mini sub AR, right? Yeah. So no one was using subs. But the SCAR doesn't have a fast fire rate or crazy hip fire. Like, bro, if we want to take off the barrel, let us. It's not going to make or break the game. It just actually, makes... it actually has a good hip fire, Chris. has a good hip fire, I feel like. Yeah. But it, sh it shoots too slow where you're not connecting enough bullets in general. Like, yeah, no, that's fair. I feel like if you are going to argue one point, the pull-up speed is, is an argument. And I, and I do agree that that's something that maybe they can they can think about. But as of right now, it seems like the game is pretty much playing two and two, you know? Yeah. So it's like if, if the game is playing out two and two, then it's hard, right? Because, yeah. listen, man, if all the ARs are joined to the T-Speak saying that it's fucking the Vaznev is crazy, like, I don't know. It's it, I see subs in the chat that think the scar is crazy. I see ARs talking about the sub being crazy. It's like, bro, in, in my opinion... Both guns are just really good. Yeah. <laughs> you I think kill it's more really like, fast I think in more, this game. I think it's more of just the quality of life thing. I don't think it's going to change the meta at all. I don't think it's going to make the the scar more broken. I don't think it's going to, like, taking off the muzzle is going to make the Vaz worse. Like, that significantly worse. It's more so just find a, find a happy medium where both people are happy with it. And if... There should you do these people are grown men, man. You guys can strike a balance. Like it's not hard to do. Well, they were talking about a Vaznev nerf, and I just don't think a Vaznev nerf is it. I don't no, think. I don't think there should be nerfed either. If anything, take off an attachment max or leave the fucking attachment and just make it so we can take off the barrel, like on the scar, if we want to. Because you sacrifice your range. The barrel even improves hip fire, Tom, which is something that people say is like, oh no, hip fire attachments. Mm -hmm. Um you can take it off, makes your hip fire worse. Just let you it just makes it so it's quicker, bro. Like that's all. That's all that I think that we can do right now. That I think no one would argue against mm -hmm. if it was brought up. That's the issue, though. Some people are lazy and don't, you know, make efforts to, to, to do this. I think some people are fucking tired of doing it too, and that's also another <laughs> problem. Uh, Slayer, Ben, you guys got anything to add on to that? No, I think it's a good pinch topic. Maybe uh, before H tonight, maybe get some people in here, recorded, and see what uh, we get a real sub AR balance and see what some people say. Slay, anything at all, Slay? I just think... You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, Tom. Hey, Slay, say, Slay. We're all ears. Atlanta Phase is dominating Major 2. Atlanta Phase is going to dominate Major 2? qualifier match, and then they're only going to drop three maps on land. All right, that's, that's your take right now? That's your take? Yeah, that's I mean, my take. I mean, listen, the... They, they just got to stop being the second or third best team when they pull up on Sunday because I agree with you. Like, especially in sub-dominant meta, they should be pretty good with this kind of spawn kind of change. They should be pretty good with their ARs. They just got to pull up on Sunday and do their thing. And yeah, they, they're probably good good value to win this one. This is the closest we're going to get. Well, not maybe not in the future, but this is the closest we've had to Cold War spawns in a while with actually pinching out hills and blocking spawns and... And forcing people to spawn in Africa, and I think that's uh, one thing that FaZe was dominant at back in uh, Cold War was their hard point and their search. But I mean, we'll see how that how the meta plays out. 
Uh, I can't believe we're calling like like comparing to like Cold War spawns is like the the good spawns. Wait, wait, Cold War spawns crazy, right? Wait, Cold War spawns were good. Cold War spawns were the best of like a bunch of horrible game spawns, but they weren't like they weren't like they were normal. They were they were normal. They weren't that normal, bro. No, they what? They were they were completely normal. They weren't normal to the point. Pretty good. Cold War spawns. Cold War spawns were good. They 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 worked the same. Between like solid versus good. No, but you can spawn people deep and shit. Like you you you. I think you're confusing. I think you're confusing spawns with just like the maps because obviously it doesn't matter how the spawn logic works if the the maps are designed in a in a weird sense um <sighs> spawns are going to feel different like if you played raid hardpoint raid they hardpoint were, spawns know, know, were let me, let me exactly clarify. how they did in bo2 they were they were readable but they weren't good I raid, think that's hardpoint, the difference. raid hardpoint spawns played ex literally were identical to bo2 spawns they Listen, were identical like i said they were readable they weren't good right. what about, what sure. about x defined spawns <laughs> well you know who's you know who's working on the spawns over there, man. You know what they like. You know what they like. Alrighty, let's end it there, folks. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the Flank Bent. You want to hit a little puff for us before we head out? I think next time you guys will be seeing us will be uh, on Friday when the matches start, right? They start Friday. Yeah. Friday um, they start, so you and I will probably stream in. Wait, Tom, I'll be live Tom, Tom. every day. I mean, I'm live yeah. every day, folks. But... Um, you didn't get to see this when I pulled it up earlier. What is that? Right, you might have to go full screen with good, this one, bro. Right there. That's a good image. You might have to go full screen with this one. Let me, let me take a look at this, Slay. Let me see what's let me see what's going on here. What the fuck is that, Slay? Let's see here. Let's blow it up real quick. Yeah. Adam Levine, holy fuck. What does that say? Read it, Pat. It says holy fuck. Holy oh, fucking fuck. You not know the meme? That body of yours is absurd. Yeah, no, I do know the meme. <laughs> you not know the fucking meme? I do. Right, let me hit this pot real quick. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, man. Hit the fucking pot, bro. Let's get it, baby boy. Step up to the fucking plate. Do what you gotta do. I can't tell if he's got these slippers on. Get your channel point predictions, and he sinks the pot. Nice and easy. It's about time. We're starting off 2023 in a good way, folks. I got Wish a new meme for when he makes it. Yeah. Look at Ben J. Look at him go. Look at him. Listen, Tom, I was like six for six or seven for seven in putts today. On Man, stream, so. Ben, you're getting focused for 2023, aren't you, Ben? Yeah, you know we're 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 turning up. We're respecting people's channels. What do you think so. about Slay's meme? What do you think about his meme over there? The the golf ball meme is a good one. Yeah, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Ben, you come up to Boston in that outfit. That would be legendary. That would be fucking legendary, bro. But listen, man, uh, stay tuned for that as well. Uh, it's looking like we are going to Boston. Um, uh, we've been, uh, I know Ben, you've been talking to some people. I've been hopping in some meetings and, uh, you know, Ben's been doing a great job behind the scenes, getting some of this stuff moving, but, uh, working with the Boston breach people has been nothing but a pleasure and they're trying to do everything they can to, to you know, get us in there and do another, uh, you know, IRL watch party live show type of thing. So, you know, we're excited for that, man. I appreciate all you guys. Thank you guys all so much for watching. Like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Go to anchor.fm slash the flank to check out all the audio sites that we're on and go follow at the flank on Twitter. Well, Chris, good luck in finals. Chris doing hey, a phenomenal job running socials. And let's get a fucking waiver site in the chat right now for Chris Duarte, Parasite himself, for the Challengers finals coming up next. We're probably going to tune in, so... Stay tuned for that. See you guys later, man. Uh, and until next time, take care, bless your head, and we'll see you guys uh, next time in another episode of The Flank, man. Take it easy. Peace.